Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Family Health Podcast, a podcast for families and leaders that want to strengthen families. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach, and researcher, and speaker on topics such as trauma, abuse, sexual ethics, and gender, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on four areas. See these as a quadrant, your health, your purpose, your relationships, and your work. Each week, we'll be diving into one of these four areas with the goal of challenging you and encouraging you in building strong families. We're sponsored by the Family Launch Academy, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to see their children launched well into adulthood, prepared for what's to come. Find out more about the community, resources, courses, trainings, and Q&As with me, Dr. Gilbert, and the Family Launch Academy by joining our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Family Launch Academy. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hello, this episode is going to be focusing on ages 11 to 17, middle school to high school, um, a, a stage of, of life that we tend to begin these conversations. And as you've seen before, this is when they continue. Uh, you build upon whatever foundation you had before. As a marriage and family counselor that specializes in family, sexuality, gender, and trauma, and in my roles as researcher, professor, speaker, counselor, father, and friend, I've noted an issue that repeatedly comes up and has a huge impact on relationships within the family and the choices a preteen and teenager makes. This issue is that of independence. If the teen years are entered with complete freedom and zero boundaries, there is a tremendous consequence to that child, their future, and society at large. If this stage of life and development is entered without the freedom to expand, experiment, and grow, they too suffer tremendous consequences, which ironically are often the same as the young person who had no boundaries. Think about that. During their infancy and early years, children need complete care and oversight, which is exhausting. By the time they reach 11 years old, though they are capable of doing most things for themselves and of being a help to the family, some children embrace this independence and are ready to move out as soon as they can. Other children want to linger in childhood and practically um, insist that they are capable of meaningful work. And we wonder if they will ever leave home. Problems arise when parents fail to recognize and adjust for how their relationship with their child needs to change. They must be allowed more freedom and space to make choices. Every child is different, and their unique needs and brain development will play into when this hits for your family. But be warned that it will come. I tell parents all the time that by the time their son or daughter reaches the age of 10 to 12, their job as a parent, as they know it, is over. I know this sounds like a strong statement and a bit of an exaggeration, but if we do not shift in our approach to our children by this age and how we interact with them, guide them, and empower them, rebellion is imminent. Adolescence does not have to be the nightmare so many make it out to be and what many of us experienced. Paul David Tripp calls this life stage an age of opportunity. Why don't we see the fruits of this if it is true? There are two key reasons that this might be the case. First, we continue parenting our teenager like we did when they were a nine-year-old. Second, we did not prepare them well. The truth is that in the preteen and teen years, we are beginning to see the fruits of the kind of person who developed under our care. This ought to scare some of us. Thankfully, though, it is never too late. God is a God who is a redeemer. Rest in this truth. 
What we will look at next are key areas we need to help our child navigate. This will look different than how we did it in their elementary years. I hope this life stage um, can be a beautiful one for you. It will not be for everyone. So hang on for the ride and learn new ways to interact with the pre-adult in your home. One of the first topics we're going to need to talk about is puberty, dating, gender, and sexuality. Attention. What has your attention? Yes, you as a parent, what do you spend your time on? Focus, downtime, wasting time, compulsions. What takes your time away, whether intentionally or unintentionally? How are you as a parent modeling to your children, preteens and young adults, what it means to be a man, woman, husband, wife, employee, friend, listener, enjoyer of life, steward, giver, and child of God? This life stage invites a whole new world of learning, testing, growing, and forward movement. What demands, captivates, or takes our attention matters. By age 11, most of our programming and beliefs are already set in place in our hearts. If we have overloaded our kids with too high of a demand, this sets them up for a fall. If we have limited their experiences, exposure, and they have too much free time, this sets them up to, to fail. Do you see the theme? We are setting them up for a struggle and inability to grow up and launch, a lack of skills, grit, work ethic, perseverance, and the vital elements needed to succeed in adulthood. Expect more from them. Puberty hits soon. Are they prepared for the changes? Help them enter that stage without fear and with anticipation, ready to be a young man or woman that will steward their bodies, sexuality, and gender well. Through micro-conversations and the confidence they gain, your teen can become a leader among their peer group. It is natural at this stage of life for our young children to begin pulling away from us. We can make this an amazing age of opportunity or a nightmare. A lot of this will depend on us and our actions as parents, not just our children and their unique personalities. Dating standards, rules, and a biblical sexual ethic must already be in place by this age. Your child should know what you believe and expect but also have been allowed to express and test their own ideas. What kind of husband or wife do they desire one day? This sounds like a crazy question, but remember, parenting as you did when they were younger is over, and we must change our approach with them and even our ways of leading, conversing, and guiding them. The truth is that for most of our children, their peers and media will have a stronger influence on them than we will from this day forward. Does this scare you? It should. This is why all the previous conversations matter more than ever. Ironically, this is the age that most parents are beginning these conversations, the talk, and it is already too late. Your son's masculinity matters. He is male, but how he expresses his masculinity, however, is as different and unique as he is. Stand ready to offer advice, perspective, and encouragement for the man God created him to be, when his masculinity is challenged by peers or society. Your daughter's femininity matters. She is a female. How she uses, expresses, and lives out her femininity matters. She is unique. She needs permission to feel in her own way, express herself, find herself, and become the woman God created her to be. Our sons and daughters need clear expressions and boundaries when it comes to gender, its expression and limits. They also need to know we love and care for others that are different than we are, male or female. Stewardship is key. All that happens now in your child's life is an expression of all that you have invested in them up until now. 
If you have been intentional in their early years, then this stage of their life can be an amazing time of growth and maturity. This means that the teams they play on and how they are treated or mistreated, led, coached, and taught all matter. The experiences they have at youth group and school and other extracurricular activities matter. Signing them up for activities because others or peer pressure is not being intentional. Many families invest heavily into a sport to obtain a scholarship to college. I understand the parents' thoughts. However, many college students that I talk to share that there were other costs along the way. For many, their ideas of masculinity and femininity were shaped by locker room talk and the stress of competition, which led them into eating disorders, promiscuous sexual behaviors, and a loss of other enjoyable activities. Be intentional and thoughtful as to why you are investing time in any activity for them and what the desired outcome is. This next one's a doozy. Another one is another topic is social media and technology. I'm often asked, how do we handle social media and technology with our children? It's a quickly changing field and parents are being left behind in the dust. We have a responsibility, though, to prepare our children to steward this tool well. I have found that if I think of a smartphone, for example, as a tool and not a toy, it helps me to put it in its rightful place. Tools can be a great asset to our life. They make our work quicker and more efficient. Tools, though, can also be misused and cause a great deal of harm. I do not want to get into the weeds of which device is better or which filters will keep your child safe. If I say something now, it will be outdated tomorrow. The purpose and goal here is to give a gentle reminder, a nudge, and some pointers on how to lead our children in this difficult and ever-changing area. In our day, giving a, getting a driver's license was the sign of being grown up. Do you remember how much you looked forward to that day? Today, the new sign of being grown up is to have a smartphone. And just like a driver's license put us behind the wheel of a powerful machine, the smartphone puts the world, the good and the bad, at our fingertips. Researchers are now reporting more and more ways that smartphones and other forms of technology are detrimental for our brains. We need to model integrity for our children. Online tools have minimum ages, and we should heed that at minimum. Many Christian families lie about their children's birth year to give them access to tools they are not ready to have. Purposefully decide what your child needs access to and when they should have that access. Be able to articulate why to your teenager. I have known many adolescents who were forbidden access and kept completely away from all forms of technology, and this strategy tends to not play out well. One way I've seen actual harm is in how peers at this age interact around topics that they enjoy, video games, movies, smartphone games, and other forms of technology. When they do not have the vocabulary or knowledge to engage with those around them, children often feel isolated, are made fun of, or ignored. On the flip side, though, many young people are harmed by bullying via text, a social media post, email, or a video that disappears. There is potential danger on both sides of this equation. Be aware. Be vigilant. Have micro-conversations. These hopefully began when they were younger, but they are different now. Now the depth increases. Your honesty and vulnerability increases. Their independence is imminent. You have a young adult in the making. What you watch, whether streaming or a movie, are key opportunities, tools for these micro-conversations. Dive in. Use pivotal, awkward scenes as a springboard for deeper micro-conversations. 
discuss what happened between the characters, ask if they have ever experienced something similar, continue to prepare and build into the young adult in your home so that they can make decisions for themselves and learn boundaries with movies and what they consume. Remember, the goal of parenting is not just protection. It is about preparation and your child's heart. Stewardship and your child's heart. Your son or daughter is now a young adult. They are grown up. They're out on their own or in college. What are the decisions they're facing now? What are the pressures and temptations? The key word for success is stewardship. We are responsible for our children, but the responsibility begins to shift to our teens as they prepare to leave the nest. Their responsibility has been increasing over the years, and at the same time, our responsibility and supervision decreases. We are playing the long game here. We want to see the results of heart change, not just behavior. This is played out in the recesses of their minds and hearts as they navigate big decisions, attractions, and temptations. As they mature, their attractions naturally grow. Their sexuality, hormones, and feelings become a force to be reckoned with. Masturbation, pornography, and other forms of escape become even more enticing and alluring. Every decision they make impacts their future. Our role is to provide guardrails that keep them on the road. As they first start driving, they may hit the shoulder and come up against that guardrail. Over time, though, they can drive safely and down the road, thankful that the guardrails were in place when they were learning, but are not something they depend on daily to stay on the road. This day will come sooner for some than others, but we are all individuals and mature at our own pace. What if your son or daughter became a leader that helped others make wise decisions and overcome past choices and traumas? What if they encouraged others to lead a life that honored the God of the Bible? This would be incredible. Set this dream before them. They can be huge change agents in the lives of those around them. Everyone influences someone. If you have modeled redemptive speech in your conversations with your child, they are more likely to speak with compassion to others. As they steward their sexuality, treating people that they meet with respect will stand out in the crowd and provide an opportunity to share about a God who loves them and designed them with a purpose. Thanks for tuning in to the Family Health Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence and definitely not alone. Find out more about marriage and family life coaching and consulting at HealingLives.com. I want to help you and your family be successful in marriage, love, life, and family. Thank you to our sponsor, the Family Launch Academy. To get your family moving in the right direction quickly, check out our website, HealingLives.com, for available options that will serve your family best from counseling and coaching to seminars, online courses, and more. It is an honor to serve.